0: Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA, uniting sports fans everywhere. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. People want the authenticity, right? They want to know a little bit more. They don't want just the cliches. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life. With intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Uh, I'm thankful that God has delivered me and he's given me a mouthpiece to be able to, a platform as well to be able to share with different people. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. When you're around somebody that has that joy and you can feel it and it's contagious.
1: Every day I ask, you know, what does God have in store for me? And how does he want to utilize me in this position that I hold?
0: Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson.
2: So glad to be with you today. I'm Bryce Johnson. This is Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. Thanks to all of our wonderful affiliates and really appreciate you carrying this show each week. And for those of you listening online uh, or those that will listen later on the podcast, we really appreciate your support of this show. And you can always get in touch with me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We have got a full show today. We've got an interview with former NFL player Troy Vincent. He spent 15 years in the league, and now he works for the NFL as the executive vice president of football operations. So I'll ask him all about what he's seen in the first five weeks of the season, especially with the high scoring and the penalties on defenses and his perspective on all of that. Plus, uh, we'll ask him about his faith and, and his family, and so we'll, uh, we'll have a ton of fun with him. Also, later on in the show, we'll do a segment we call Unpack This, and we take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. And so today we'll discuss some of the storylines and, and some of the games that, that just don't make sense or some of the results that, that don't make sense through the, the first five weeks of the NFL season. And, and this was triggered by Arthur Blank's response to whether or not he anticipated his team uh, being one in four. And he said, are you kidding me? And so we'll discuss some of the other surprises uh, in life and in the NFL that warrant, are you kidding me? As the response up next. We'll do our segment, I'm Convinced, about the NBA starting up. Plus, I have some thoughts on teams investing in wide receivers. It's Unpacking It. We continue on Sports Byline USA right after this.
0: More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
2: This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. Coming up, we'll be joined by Troy Vincent, but right now, we're going to do a segment we call I'm Convinced, where I take a look at the week in sports and let you know what I'm convinced of. So, let's jump right in, and we'll start in the NFL. And I'm convinced that NFL teams should not invest big money into wide receivers. And the New York Giants made a huge mistake signing Odell Beckham to a large contract. I'm convinced this is not going to work out well, and we're already seeing just how big of an issue this is for the New York Giants. And, and sure, we could talk about Eli Manning and the quarterback position, but I look across the NFL... In today's game, in, in the past, and I'll even look at the New York Giants, and I, I I'm just convinced that the wide receiver position just doesn't equal Super Bowl wins because the Giants they won two Super Bowls you know re, well, relatively recently with Amani Toomer, David Tyree, Plaxico Burris, Victor Cruz, and Hakeem Nicks. Those are nice wide receivers, but those aren't Hall of Fame wide receivers, and then. When I look at some of the, the best wide receivers in, in recent years and, and even in the last you know, decade or two, I think of guys like Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson, A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Owens, Randy Moss, Chris Carter. Those guys aren't Super Bowl winners. They're great wide receivers with, with awesome numbers, and, and some of those guys have played in Super Bowls, but oftentimes teams... Get a big name wide receiver who puts up good numbers and then they invest all this money into that position, but it doesn't equal Super Bowl wins. I mean, think about the wide receivers that Tom Brady wins with. And you can just go down the list and and sure there there are guys like Jerry Rice who have won uh, Super Bowls and, and Michael Irvin and, and you can, you know, pick out a couple names here and there, but I just don't think it's worth it. I I, I think even about my favorite team, the Carolina Panthers, and a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl, Cam Newton was spreading the ball to, to three, four, five different players. You didn't really know who was going to be the, the top guy each night, and it didn't matter. I mean, Greg Olson was a great tight end, but at the wide receiver position, that team went to the Super Bowl, and it wasn't about who the wide receivers actually were or having a big-name wide receiver. And so, from my perspective, I, I'm just convinced it, it's not worth it, and, and I think the, the Giants are, are in big trouble, and I don't know if another team... Would want to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. or, or what you do uh, about the big money that he's making, but, uh, but it's a big issue. I, I really believe that. All right, let's switch gears a little bit to just kind of the, the overall NFL and, and where we stand after five weeks, because I'm convinced the teams that are better than their current record indicates are the three and two Patriots, the two two and one Vikings and Steelers. It's still funny, they both have a tie. And the one in four Falcons, I still believe that all four of these teams are are right up there in the NFL and can compete for the playoffs. The Falcons are going to have an uphill battle because the Saints are legit, the Panthers are legit. Uh, we'll see what the Bucks do with Jameis Winston, but I still I can't just disregard the Falcons at this point. I know they have four losses, but they still have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And even though I'm saying Julio Jones might not get you a Super Bowl, he should at least get you to the playoffs. And they've got the weapons. They've got Calvin Ridley. They've got Tevin Coleman. Now Freeman's been banged up, but I still think there's enough talent there that they can win some games. More than one win. And now they beat the Panthers earlier this year. So I'm just convinced that, that they're better than one in and four. And, and same with the Steelers and the Vikings. They've only got two wins. They're going to get a lot more the rest of the way. I think things will start to click for both of those teams. They're, they're just too talented to kind of be up and down. They'll, they'll get hot. They'll win a few games in a row. And, and I'm also convinced the Patriots will be fine. We, we almost see it every year. And we talk about it every week on the show. Uh, the, the Patriots will be fine. And, and I'm, I'm convinced, too, that, that this weekend there will only be one team that, that walks away as an undefeated team and I have a feeling it'll be the Los Angeles Rams meaning the Patriots will beat the Chiefs that's the way I'm leaning uh, at this point all right I'm also convinced the teams that are actually worse than their current record indicates are the three and two Dolphins the three and two Titans and the three and two Ravens I don't buy into any one of those teams now they've been you know nice so far and and the Titans have surprised some people and the Ravens' offense at times has, has looked pretty dynamic and uh, somewhat surprising there as well. And then the Dolphins, though, I, I just don't know what their identity is. I don't know who they're really relying on. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has, has shown glimpses, and, and they're glad that he's, he's back as their quarterback. But I just don't know how trustworthy they are. And, and not to mention, the Patriots will, will end up winning that division. And I, I would be surprised if the Dolphins sneak into the playoffs. So... All those teams, Dolphins, Titans, Ravens, they've enjoyed some, some early season moments, uh, but I think it'll kind of be an up and down year for all three of those teams because I, I see the Texans being better, the Jaguars being better in, in the Titans' AFC South division, and even the Colts are, are a tough team too, uh, despite their losing. Um, they're, they're, still, they're still competitive, uh, so I just don't see the Titans uh, having a, a ton of success this season. All right, let's switch to the NBA, and I'm a huge NBA fan, and I'm convinced the reality that the Warriors are expected to win the championship again doesn't ruin the NBA season because I think there are still so many great storylines across the league, so many up-and-coming players. This rookie class is pretty solid. Uh, You've got teams on the rise that, that will build on what they did last year like the, the Celtics and the Jazz and the Sixers and are the, the Blazers for real? And can the Thunder be even better this year? And and will Russell Westbrook be healthy and, and back to the, the same MVP caliber type play as he's had in recent years? And did the Houston Rockets peak last year and, and maybe they fall back a little bit this year? Uh, all of those things make this season intri- interesting and intriguing because – a lot of people will just kind of discredit the NBA and go, ah, oh, we already know it's going to be the Warriors and probably the Celtics in the NBA Finals, and, and that may be the case, but, but you know I'm excited about the Lakers. told you about that last week, and I'm convinced they're going to be much better than, than people uh, initially thought, and uh, there's been some momentum now, some hype surrounding the Lakers at, at this point, but I just think there's storyline after storyline, and, and so... The, the two teams, though, that, that I'm convinced will make it in the West and, and into the playoffs are the Nuggets and the Lakers, two teams that were not in the playoffs last year. And so the two teams I'm convinced will fall back are the San Antonio Spurs, who were just too injured, and then they got rid of Kawhi Leonard, and then also the Timberwolves and all the mess with Jimmy Butler. I just don't think that they're going to be be able to have a, a great season. They barely snuck in last year. Uh, Even though they peaked early in the year where they were playing really well uh, last year, they didn't finish strong. And so I think they'll be left out of the playoffs. And then in the East, I'm convinced the Pistons and the Hornets will make the playoffs while the Cavs and the Heat will both miss out. And and so even though the Cavs still have a couple players, I like Colin Sexton, their rookie. I'm just, I'm not convinced they're going to be a playoff team without LeBron. And then the Heat, to me, I just don't know what direction they're going. They've got some decent pieces, but I just don't know if they fit together. Uh, so I could see that team kind of unraveling a little bit this year, even though it is Dwayne Wade's last season. So maybe he has kind of his you know goodbye swan song or whatever. Uh, but, but I, I just I don't see them winning a ton of games and, and, and even being able to get into the playoffs. Um, so the, the one final thing, I'm also convinced that Anthony Davis... Will be the MVP this year, and there's been some some talk about okay, he he's got to really take over. They they lose Demarcus Cousins, and they've got pieces surrounding him, um, but he's going to have to carry them night in, night out. I still think they can make the playoffs. I still think he's, he's I mean he's he's as good as any player in the league right now because he's about to get into his prime, the prime dominating years and it'll just be curious to see if he remains with the Pelicans. So uh, anyway, I'm convinced the NBA is going to be awesome this year. would love to know your thoughts. Shoot me an email, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. Troy Vincent will join us right after this.
0: More sports, faith, and life coming up on Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
2: This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. We're a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. And we'll jump into our interview in just a moment, uh, but wanted to remind you to, uh, to check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can sign up for our daily email that goes out, and it's a, a quick encouragement for each day that takes a current sports story, relates it to the Bible, relates it to our own lives, and you can sign up to receive that for free by going to unpackingit.com. And joining us right now is former NFL cornerback Troy Vincent. He was drafted by the Dolphins, 7th overall out of Wisconsin in the 1992 NFL draft. He also played for the Eagles, Bills, and Redskins during his 15-year NFL career. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, an All-Pro, and both a Walter Payton and Bart Starr Man of the Year award winner. He is currently the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL, most importantly he is a follower of Jesus a husband and a father of 5 Troy thanks so much for joining us on unpacking it how are you
1: glory 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 <laughs> what a wonderful introduction <laughs> to God be the glory i'm happy to be happy to be seeing another day happy to be talking to you after 5 wonderful weeks of football
2: <laughs> Absolutely. So let, let's start there. The, the ratings are up. It's been an exciting season so far. But, but what have you enjoyed most uh, about the first few weeks of the season?
1: Right. To be honest with you, we're talking football. Yeah. We're talking about what fans want to talk about. You see young stars. You see our, our legends, our future Hall of Famers. You see scoring. The game is exciting. And we're talking about what the fans and what the players want to talk about. The mm. game.
2: Absolutely. So, so which of the storylines is most intriguing to you? The number of points scored. <laughs> I, I would just –
1: when I look at after five weeks of play, I mean, 3,700 points. Thirty, I think it's 3,739 points scored. It's the most points scored in five weeks of football in NFL history. Mm. The 400, think about this, 424 touchdowns. It's the most – in five weeks of football, so what does that say? These quarterbacks are slinging that thing. I mean, <laughs> so and it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. It's the the games are exciting. You start looking at the margin, of, the margin of uh, victory through through five weeks. You know, n- little less than ten points a game. Yeah, um, forty five. I think there was uh, forty five games have been decided by by one score of eight points or fewer. I mean, like that's good. That's fun. That's, that's football. Yep. So that's what I see is some of those, as we enter into week six, that is, that's what's exciting about the game. And we're talking about the game. I'm looking at Patrick Mahomes. You're looking at all of these young stars from Baker Mayfield, Ben, uh, Tom, Drew's now the all time leading. I mean, all of these things are coming together. I mean, Russell, Will, I mean, this is exciting football.
2: It, it really is. I, I, I love it. I'm a big fantasy football player. I watch the Red Zone channel, so I love all the offense. But, but it's, it's interesting to hear your perspective as a former defensive guy embracing the, the offense, the, the big numbers. But, but how do you feel about your you know, fellow cornerbacks, secondary guys out there in today's game trying to stop the, these high-powered offenses?
1: It's the same. I had to cover. You still got to cover. You still got to get off of that edge and get to the QB. And DBs, you still got to cover. So if you're going to walk up there and bump and run, you better get your hands on them. You got five yards to do it. Same rules apply when I played. So you still got to play the game. Mm -hmm. You got to get after the quarterback on the defensive side of the ball. You still got to make tackles, get off the field on third down. There are teams that are doing it. That's right. That's <laughs> those right. teams are winning, there are teams that are doing it, there are players that are, that are playing extremely well. Forget the, the – all rules apply to everyone. True. But you still got to go out and make a play. That's in the secondary. That's up front. That's your linebackers. And they're – I mean, it's, it's exciting. But we have players that are, that are playing at a very high level down in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. You got Cam and those guys. They're getting after it. That's right. <laughs> Four quarters of football. They're making it happen.
2: You you gotta love it. Troy Vincent, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's the Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the NFL. Now, we've seen some rule changes this year and some, you know, different emphases, uh, especially on the the defensive side and, and some of the calls that are being made. And, and I think early in the year there was maybe some confusion and some criticism, and, and you've been a part of some of those discussions and, and conversations that have been taking place. But it seems to, at least there, there's been a positive turn in the last couple of weeks, but what has your perspective been and, and what's been most encouraging as far as what you've seen out on the field with some of these changes?
1: We've adjusted. What's encouraging is we get on the phone as we do midway through preseason which we did with use of helmet so around that mid-season second week we usually have a competition committee call just to talk about what's trending what are we seeing, are we are we aligned with what we went into the season as our points of emphasis so week two think that was week two week three going into week four preseason we had a call let's talk about where we are with use of helmet are we seeing it right and then we walked away what is the video telling us the inadvertent and, and, and the incidental contact with the helmet. Let's, you don't have to be the letter of the law. If you don't see it all, hey, hold it. We'll pick it up on Monday and Tuesday if warranted. And then we go to what I think it was week three of this season, roughing the passer. That's what the big one. But I'm still talking about football, which is a blessing. I'm not talking about anything off the field. So you go to roughing the passer. We have another call. And you start just what is the video? The video is the best educator. The video is the best communicator. What is the video telling us? And then we got some clarity. And when we saw, what's is encouraging is when there were three elements that, that I felt like both use of helmet and roughing the passer when we finished the calls. And then we watched the next week of play, officiating mechanics, coaching points. And the players adjusting. Yeah. When those three things come together, we saw that in Yusuf helmet, and we saw that with Ruffing the Passer. Mm. When those three things come together, the coach is teaching a little bit differently during the week. The official mechanics is slightly, you know, he's adjusted his mechanics, and then the players are applying it. Got a good game. Mm. You got good quality play.
2: Man, I'm right there with you. I think that key word adjustment and and players are adjusting and and we're seeing it and I think it's getting better each week. So as a fan, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch for sure. Well, well, so you let us in a little bit on on kind of your your role and and some of your responsibilities. But but I'm curious, we're talking with Troy Vincent right now, your role as the the NFL uh, executive vice president of football operations. So so what does that that mean? And, and just in, in reading about you and, and knowing that you've got this uh, deeply personal commitment to bring values, passion, and character to American football, so, so how does that uh, align with, with what your responsibilities are day to day?
1: So uh, our mission in Ops is to serve the, f- the football community to ensure that NFL football is the greatest competitive sport in the world. And <laughs> we just it. try to apply operational excellence. That's the great. And I, I go right back to biblical principles, mm. right back to biblical principles, treat people the way you want to be treated, show empathy, love, be fair, be kind, be a great listener and making, and just making sure that we're applying these things. Cause there's a lot of stakeholders. There's the player, there's the coach, there's the fan, there's the owner, there's the, so got to be great listeners, mm. but that is from a day on a daily basis, that is our role is to serve the term serve. We're all servants mm. and it's to serve the football, the greater football community to ensure that we have the greatest competitive sport in the world.
2: Mm. That's good. So, so what have been some of the, uh, the, the biggest things on, on your plate recently and, and some of the, even some of the, the challenges that, that you've experienced in your role?
1: Well, we've talk, so the communication, we've just talked about a few of those. It's an adjustment when you say people are, how could you be in this position and now you want to change the game? Why do you, who's coming up with these rules? Hmm. These rules, some of these things are necessary. They're necessary adjustments, why? Because on a daily basis, myself and staff, we think about the quality of life for the men who play the game. Mm. So if if we inject the quality of life, there's some things that are just, how do we prevent players from unnecessary risk? We know the game's a risky game, Mm -hmm. and we all acknowledge that, but there's some unnecessary risk. So you say some of the challenges, is communicating that Mm. to those who grew up in my era, our era, about the way we played the game and how it was taught. Mm. And I would say, be the first to stand in line and say, I did things that were inappropriate on the field. I played with bad intentions. When my opponent wanted the same thing I wanted Mm. was to make a good living have fun, make sure I get all of my paragraph five and any bonuses that I, <laughs> that I was able to accomplish. All of those things, we want the same thing. Mm. But when you start seeing video that shows players are playing with, 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 with ill intent, the helmet being used as a weapon, that's not what parents, that's not what fans want. Mm. That's not what we want. So communicating that in a right manner, hey, slow down. Let's slow down so that we can speed up. Let's say less and do more. But that is the reason why we see the change. Is there necessary changes? Why? I think about the quality of life for the men who participate in the game.
2: He's Troy Vincent. We're just getting started with him. When we come back, we'll hear all about his faith and what God is doing in his life. And we'll ask him uh, about uh, some of the the initiatives that he's involved with outside of football and and really using his voice to speak to some important issues. And so uh, just getting going. He's Troy. I'm Bryce. This is Unpacking It on Sports Byline USA. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We'll be back right after this.
0: The place to hear athletes opening up about their true passions in life. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
2: Fantasy football is the best. You compete with your friends and family all season long, and when you win, it's so exciting. I have won two rings myself, and as fun as fantasy football already is, What if we played with more purpose and meaning? Well, at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we created a way for you to have league meetings throughout the season to discuss how fantasy relates to our lives and the Bible. Each week, we have content, topics, and questions that allow fantasy owners to connect intentionally with each other and to God. We'll help your league have conversations about fantasy, faith, and life as you go from the draft to the championship. Play fantasy football and change your lives. Sign your league up today at fantasyfootballfellowship.com.
0: Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.
2: We're in the middle of a conversation with Troy Vincent here on Unpacking It Sports Byline USA. I'm Bryce Johnson. We'll get back to him in just a moment. Uh, wanted to encourage you to check out fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Now, you're listening to the Unpacking It radio show. It's a part of Unpacking It Ministries, and so our goal and heart is to to really just encourage, challenge and inspire sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so we do that in, in multiple ways. And, and one of the newest ways is, is through Fantasy Football Fellowship. And so we, we wrote a book, and it's called the, the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. And so hopefully you're winning your league right now. But even if you aren't, I think you'd love uh, this book. Basically, it takes fantasy concepts relates it to our lives, relates it to the Bible, and, and really you can go through these topics with your league uh, or even with your, your kids or your friends or how, whatever setup you want to do. Uh, it, it's just fantasy football and faith and life, and so it's a ton of fun, and, and really encourage you to check that out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. But right now, let's continue with Troy Vincent. He spent 15 years in the NFL uh, in the secondary, played for the, the Eagles and, and Bills and was drafted by the Dolphins. And, and now he's the executive vice president of football operations for the NFL. And, and, and Troy, we, we can hear your, your passion. And, and I know that, that you're also passionate about your faith in Jesus and, and you're passionate about your, your character and, and being a leader. And, and so in, in what ways maybe recently has your faith been tested and and what are some some things that maybe you're you're learning a, a, about yourself or or just learning about God uh, in, in your own time that you spend with Him?
1: Well, we're challenged every day. That's right, and we're we're challenged every day as uh, those who those who uh, walk in God's faith, and we're challenged, and I'm challenged every day, and I so most say. You know, you wear your emotions, you know, there's the cliche of wearing your emotions on your sleeve. No, I wear my faith on my sleeves.
2: Mm, that's
1: good. So I wear who I stand for. That's my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how I manage. That's how I, um, that's how I, 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 I walk through each and every day. It's about what would God require me to do in this situation? Mm. And am I serving Jesus Christ? Am I living in example that is worthy of Jesus Christ. So each day I'm tested. Mm. And it's, it's one of those, as we say, what would Jesus do? I'd have to be, we are supposed to be, we are the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be living examples of Christ here on earth, mm. So every day, again, in communicating and sharing and showing empathy and forgiveness, um, being a great listener, at the same time, there's a time where I have to make a decision. And there's accountability that comes with that. Jesus holds us accountable mm. for our sins and transgressions. But also, he gives us another opportunity through forgiveness. Mm. So, um, that's a daily walk. That's at one of my, I use the term non-negotiable, whether it's in this office at home or in the streets, my non-negotiable is my walk with Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Oh, that's really good. So uh, on a day-to-day basis as well, just w- what does it look like to, to, to grow, to, to continue to, to stay, uh, connected to him and, and to be able to handle all the, the, the tests and challenges and trials that, that, that come regularly in our lives.
1: Well, it, it begins with, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm, we, you know, we And I have to surround myself. It's important that my wife and I, that we surround ourselves with other believers mm. because of the constant, as we would say, challenges and issues on a daily basis. But that's what we were built for. One, diving in the Word. Get up. That's, I begin with the Word and I end my day with the Word. That is my armor. So reading obviously listening to music all the time. Um, and then throughout the day when I have those opportunities to share with my brothers and sisters in Christ, that is my armor. Mm. That's my armor. When you come into my office, people say, man, it's so soothing. No, this is be grateful. And I have different things of little signs and madness of being kind and faith, family and friends and believing in Jesus Christ. This is my workspace. So those are things on a daily basis, but I have to continue to feed myself. We have to feed ourselves with the word of God. That's our armor. That's our strength. That's our answer. That's our navigation system. Mm. It's the unfiltered word of God.
2: Amen. Troy Vincent preaching a little bit for us today here on Unpacking It, former NFL cornerback and now the executive vice president of football operations uh, for the NFL and, and, man, I, I love your, your passion. And, and if, you, if you go to uh, TroyVincent.com, uh, it, it has your kind of mission statement that, that your purpose is to help others realize their passion and assist the next generation of advocates in finding their voice. So, so what does that mean, and, and how does your, your faith drive that mission?
1: So a service, life's about service. So when God has granted me the opportunity to live a life, at, I'm 48 today, mm. but I've seen, I've traveled the world, I have seen more than what, what, what people can even think about or imagine. God has granted me that opportunity. Mm. And as, as I approach each day, my journey, my trials and tribulations in life, our, our, our trials and tribulations in life, they're never for us. Mm. They're always for someone else. So as I mature through life, as, as the Lord wakes me up each morning with my five children, we want to live a life. We talk about a life of service each and every day. How do we serve others? Because we all once we get to the gate, we all gonna get asked the same question. Hmm. We all get asked the same question. What did you do for the least of them? Hmm. What did you do for the least of them? So just being intentional about service identifying people that how do i take where i'm at and get the most out of it Mm. because god doesn't make him he didn't make a mistake when he created us so how do i tap into my gifts to share with others
2: so one of the ways that that you do that is is you're a national leader and advocate against domestic violence sexual assault child abuse and, and and really you're you're committed to this leadership over violence. And so what are some of those those practical initiatives that, that you're working on right now or, or even some of the, the efforts that, that you're seeing have great impact in some of those areas?
1: So teaching. Mm. So I would say teaching. I've been an advocate around domestic violence, going on 25 years. Wow. So once I gave my life to Christ uh, at the age 16, uh, many know my story. I witnessed uh, violence with my mother, all, all of my, my childhood and into my teens, my, that, that part of my life. And being able to go out and share with men about, and young men, about how we see women, how we value women, the importance of women, and just our role in society. What does your silence actually imply when we see these things happening and we don't do anything about it? Why are we as men, the majority, good men, Mm. the majority, why are we allowing the minority, Mm. a small handful of men, paint a picture of who we are or what we're accepting? Mm. So just being able to go around the country, to teach, align with both men and women about the importance of just education and intervention. Frankly, I look into the eyes of young ladies that have been assaulted, that have been beaten, and their spirits have been broken. Asking God to transfer their pain to me. Pray for them. Mm. These are the ones who. These are the voices who don't have a voice. Mm. No, these are the folks who can't fight for themselves. It's important that we do that.
2: Wow, it's strong. TroyVincent.com, more information about what, what Troy is doing and some, some great initiatives that, that he's a part of and uh, just speaking truth to, to some of these, these major issues and uh, just a great message to hear from Troy today. Uh, Troy, last thing, uh, was looking up uh, just you and your family and, and you and your wife have something really cool that you're doing together. It's called Vincent Country, a faith-driven family lifestyle brand. And so tell us a little bit about that and, and kind of how that that began and, and how excited you are to do this with your wife.
1: Well, well, that started back when we got when when God called us together, when we became equally yoked back in uh, March 19 to December of, of 94. And, you know, five children later now, two of our children are married Um it's about faith, family and food, as you know, and it's about our lifestyle brand, who we are. We're now sharing with the world family values mm. and, and how food has brought our family together through generations and how we can we serve together. Each of our children have their own unique journeys in life, but we're now serving the community together. Mm. So we're sharing our family faith, our walk in faith. Our, our lifestyle is not perfect by no stretch of the imagination. Three boys, two girls, and we're all sharing our, our stories, our walks, because there's, again, our testimony is not for us. Mm. Our life issues, our challenges are not for us, and we're doing it as a family. We want to also want to make sure that the black family isn't broken. Mm. We're not broken. We stand on values. We stand on on God's word. And we want to share that for those who may have something in common with us, giving hope, Mm. sharing hope. So that's what we're doing at Vincent Country.
2: That's cool. VincentCountry.com. The food looks delicious, and uh, some of my favorites on there the uh, the salmon cakes. I see you guys have have recipes <laughs> and stuff. So that's that's good stuff. Well, well, Vincent, man, it's so great to uh, to catch up with you and, and have you on the show today, and appreciate uh, all that, that you do to to represent Jesus and. It just as a role in the NFL and, and all that you're speaking to. And uh, just, man, really appreciate your heart and passion. And so keep up the great work, and, and I hope that we can catch up again soon.
1: No, thank you. Keep praying for me. I'm going to pray for you.
2: All right. Absolutely, Troy. Well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. It. He's Troy Vincent, former NFL player, 15 years in the league, and and now has a, a very important role with the NFL as the executive vice president of football operations and I really enjoyed uh, the conversation that, that we had today, and, and really, I'm just excited that there is somebody like him in the office, uh, in, in NFL headquarters, and, and just his, his willingness to, to be a great leader, to, to stand up for what he believes, and, and then also to, to be an advocate for um, football, because I love football. I wasn't very good at playing football, but I love watching it. I, I can't wait until one o'clock on on Sundays when, when I turn on the red zone on one channel and the local game, which is normally the Panthers game, on the other channel, and then some weeks I'll go three TVs. But I love the NFL. And and so to, to have former players to, to now have leadership roles and, and he it's his goal to to make the game better, to, to still, you know, stick with what we love about the game, but to always improve on it. And so you know I've been critical, everybody's been critical of some of the rule changes this year, but, but at the core of it, we just want to see great action on the field, great players. We want to see players healthy. We really do, because when the quarterbacks especially go down, it, it's tough. We, we've seen it. You know The San Francisco 49ers, they lose Garoppolo. Their season's over. And so we want to protect the quarterback. And so uh, so anyway, so I, I appreciate Troy Vincent's uh, just kind of perspective and his stand on things. And and then also just his passion to to really raise awareness to, to key issues that, that need to be addressed, like domestic violence and child abuse. And so uh, he's doing a nice job to, to be a, a voice for the voiceless. Um, and so uh, he's doing a lot of great work. So glad that he was able to, to take some time to join us here on Unpacking It. We've got our final segment coming up next. It's called Unpack This And today we're going to kind of ask the question, are you kidding me? And how that relates to the NFL and our own lives. We're unpacking it. I'm Bryce Johnson right here on Sports Byline USA.
0: Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More unpacking it. With Bryce Johnson after this.
2: We're unpacking it. I'm Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. It's time for our final segment. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So here we go. Are you kidding me? Was the response given by Atlanta Falcons owner Arthur Blank When asked if he saw his team's one in four record coming so far this season, the Falcons are one reason there is plenty of head scratching going on in the NFL about things not making sense. For example, the Titans beat the Jaguars and the Eagles this year, but they lost to the Bills. The Bills, on the other hand, were blown out by the Packers and the Ravens, yet they beat the Titans and the Vikings. Or how about the Panthers winning with a 63-yard field goal on a day that Mason Crosby missed five kicks for the Packers? Are you kidding me? Unpredictability in the NFL can actually be entertaining. But when things don't make sense in our own lives, it's not so enjoyable. How many times have we responded with, are you kidding me, when facing circumstances such as, I'm going to lose my job, the treatment or procedure didn't work, we've got to spend that much money on fixing our house, Are you kidding me? So how should we respond to these scenarios? First, we must cling to the truth that God is good even when our circumstances are not. He will comfort us, provide our needs, and give us peace if we turn to him, even as we ask the question, are you kidding me? We don't always know what God is up to and how he's using our disappointment and temporary setbacks for his glory, our good, and his purposes, but we can know he'll make eternal sense out of it. The Bible says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So today, we can be assured, even if we can't understand what's going on, He is working. Let's never forget, the Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. And so I hope you're willing to unpack that. Really appreciate you joining me today, and I hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time, I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA.